Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. And the podcast channel is Sacred Space Healing. I am an energy healer and teacher trained in Reiki, shamanism, yoga nidra and white time healing uh, and meditation. Um, I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. These podcasts are here to assist you uh, to anyone who listens in on their journey of spirituality, gnosis and self-healing. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. The work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union sessions and one-to-one coaching and healing. So thank you to everyone who listens in uh, from everywhere and anywhere around the world. I'm always amazed at the different parts of the world um, where people are tuning in and listening. It's wonderful. Uh, Thank you for all your lovely comments and also thank you for all your donations. They are all very gratefully received and all your donations go back into creating more free content to assist as many people as possible at this time. So in today's podcast, I would like to shine a light on core wounds um yeah and let's just see what we riff with on that so i run a healing program called the core wound healing program and that's been running now since oh goodness since 2013 probably um it's changed in a few ways but predominantly it hasn't like the structure of it has stayed the same because the structure works and it's um four sessions spread out over two months uh 90 minute calls including healing and coaching, meditations, rituals, sacred practices, creative practices, to address the core wound in an individual's life, to bring healing to that aspect of them, um, to bring integration and completion um, and empowerment. Uh, and I've, there are podcasts out there, I, I believe so, on the core wound healing work that I've done over the years, and of course there's information on the website. But I read something recently Um, It's that well-known quote, which I'm probably going to massacre now, but it's that well-known quote, which is, the wound is how the light gets in. Um, Some people say Rumi created that quote, and some people say it's Leonard Cohen, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I I saw that quote, and I remember probably a decade ago reading that and thinking, oh, yeah, that's really profound. The wound is how the light gets in. And then I saw it the other day and thought, what a load of bullshit. The wound is not how the light gets in. The wound is how the shit gets in. You know, the, you're already a being of light. The wound is the stuff that attracts the stuff that weighs you down and takes you off your path. That's how I see it. So I thought I'd rant about it in a podcast. Um, for me, a core wound um, is well what the word implies really it's a it's a core wounding a core trauma and we can have more than one and we can have experienced them at many different times in our life from pre-birth to you know today and it's something that we have finding or have found very difficult to get over sometimes it's a buried memory or something that we fear to look at And until we look at it, really look at it, investigate it, get a bit mucky looking at it, we are not operating on full power because all our energy is going on suppressing this wound or memory, not thinking about it. But also, because if you just think of the word wound, you know, just think 
that there is an unhealed wound somewhere in the energy field of an individual. But imagine it was a physical wound, a cut or a bruise or something that has never healed. Over time, that is going to create issue. It's going to make the person less healthy, less vibrant, less powerful, less strong. And that's exactly what happens with emotional and spiritual and mental wounds, you know. But because we can't see them, we ignore them or we don't tend to them in the same way. So then over time, when the wound is not really being given much attention or healing, it starts to, maybe it gets infected, maybe it causes other wounding, other weakness in the body. And that's why, for me, the wound is the place where the crap gets in, you know? This is how we become susceptible to bullies and narcissists, to manipulation. This is why our life feels like it's not humming at 100%. This is why we can't manifest abundance or that relationship um, or that career that we want. This is why we feel like we're under attack psychically, energetically. This is why we get intrusions in our energy field because of this core wound because of this event or series of events in our lives that we've not looked at. So that quote that the wound is where the light gets in doesn't work for me. We are already beings of light. We are already filled with power and uh, God's spirit universe. But life along the way can deal us some really hard blows. And that will chip away at the light that is already within us. So the wound, if we don't tend to it, will then weaken us. See, if, if we believe that the wound is how the light gets in, then why would we ever want to heal it? And of course, this is the kind of um, celebration, the reverence of being the wounded artist, the wounded healer, that it's kind of sexy to be wounded, to be damaged, and to never look at that, to never heal that, because it's part of our power. And I think that there is a truth in that that has then been upturned. There is no need for wounded healers. There is no need for wounded artists. We know why, why are we um, celebrating that as a way to be still in this day and age? And the other night I saw a documentary, um, one of many, not a great documentary, but uh, a documentary that was done about Amy Winehouse and what she suffered and what she went through. And there was, this, there was this kind of sick fascination with placing her on a pedestal and saying, you know, she, out of her pain, all this wonderful music came and uh, we're so much richer because she was in pain. But that's not true. It's, it's not true. That, that genius, that kind of richness that was within her um, was actually stifled and disintegrated and destroyed when she was in pain. She created her best work when she wasn't suffering to that huge degree. Um, the huge suffering, the huge wounding in her destroyed her. There were lots of other things that were probably at play, but the huge wounding in her destroyed her. It wasn't how the light got in. It was how the shit got in and pulled her down. I just use that as an example because... I, we, we, we have got into a place where the shadow, where wounding is being celebrated as this wonderful thing, where the darkness is celebrated 
And it's not that it isn't wonderful or it is wonderful, it's that we've turned it all upside down and back to front. Um, I read something someone had posted about shadow integration work. And I just thought, oh, how ridiculous. There is no, there is no shadow to integrate. It, it, it is who you are. It's all you. There's nothing to integrate. There's nothing to, you know, we, we are celebrating terms that mean nothing. And we are putting on a pedestal woundings and darknesses that really shouldn't be on a pedestal. Um, that The whole kind of shadow integration thing has led to some very suspect practices within shamanism um, of uh, abuse, really. Um, you know, using abuse, ritualistic abuse as a way of saying, oh, um, the, he, here are things that have been in the shadow and they need to come out now into the light and we need to celebrate them. We need to celebrate causing harm to people, hurting them physically, um, because this is the shadow and we need to integrate it. There's nothing to integrate. It's nothing to integrate, you know, and, and often these shadow aspects, which are then celebrated as things to integrate, are not uh, things to celebrate. They are wounds. And that if the wound was actually tended to, there wouldn't be this kind of offshoot of shadow. So core wound healing work for me is crucial to us being fully balanced individuals, fully enlightened, alive, vibrant, light-filled beings. Um, but what tends to happen is this idea that if you have a wound and it's bleeding, it's sexy. If you have a wound and you now want to spend your life being that wound, it's sexy. You know, if you're a wounded healer, it's sexy. If you're a wounded artist, it's sexy. And it's not. Um, just tend to the wound. Tend to the wound and then become a powerful artist, a powerful healer, um, a powerful individual rather than this damaged being that is a car crash um, in some way or is carrying their wounds around in some way. And, um, and then we celebrate that. So the wound is how we get weakened. Um, it's how we give our power away. It's how we keep repeating mistakes. It's how we find ourselves in relationships that are destructive. Um, it's how we push life away uh, it's how we don't take the right opportunities at the right time. And if we just tended to the wound, all of that misery could end for us. So sometimes core wounds can be events that we remember very clearly. Uh, the death of a loved one, um, the divorce of our parents, uh, abuse. But other times the wound can be something that we don't remember. And so often what I find in sessions with clients is that, you know, they come to the work believing that they might have a core wound and they're not quite sure and maybe it's, you know, this thing, maybe it's an ex or maybe it's um, that experience they had at uni or something. And 99.9% of the time it's something else that has been bleeding for their whole life but they've just not wanted to look at and then it manifests itself in the sessions and asks for healing and so often 
the core wound can also be something that we're not even consciously aware of, which sounds kind of uh, crazy in a way, you know, like how can we not be aware of a wound? But the human spirit is very resilient um, and will often suppress memories in order to survive. So there will often be suppressed memories of abuse or uh, trauma that the individual doesn't want to look at because if they did, it would be too much. But that is a core wound that is silently, slowly bleeding away and depleting them. And once they shine a light on the wound, once they actually look at it, tend to it, and bring it to the light, then the true healing can start and true empowerment can happen. And so it isn't about uh, integrating anything necessarily and it isn't about um, you know, romanticising the wound. It's just about taking a really good, long, hard look at oneself and saying, what in me is unresolved? Where am I still running away from something? Where am, where, where am I still um, giving my power away? Where am I still not loving enough to myself and then tending to that. I think core wound work is crucial and vital and if every individual on this planet did it, we would have a very different world. Um, but what tends to happen is because we've romanticised woundedness, uh, you know, we've almost fetishised it. Because we've done that, so many people wander around with these big gaping wounds throwing projections onto others. I mean, we see it a lot within the arts, but you also see it a lot in the healing community. So in the arts community, you know, there's this idea that if you're wounded, you're going to create great art. Great pieces of art are going to come out of your pain, whether it's music or acting or writing or whatever. And so there's some truth to that, you know, that's a a one way of creating, but it's not the only way of creating. And it certainly shouldn't become the only way of creating because then it becomes self-destructive and then in the healing community there's the same thing of the wounded healer so very disturbed people often who don't want to do the deep deep inner work on themselves relentlessly will then suddenly decide that they're going to become healers so they'll go through a difficult period they'll experience healing they'll go to workshops and so forth they'll be so kind of blown away by the experience of healing, that they'll learn techniques. And then rather than really master those techniques or just say, well, that was an interesting experience, they then decide that they have to now go out into the world and heal others. And often that's because they're running away from their own wounding. They're not looking at it. In the same way that the artist that runs to their canvas or uh, runs to a stage or, you know, runs to, um, to pick up that musical instrument is running away from their pain. Uh, they don't want to look at it, so they channel it into something else. And it, th- there is some healing to be had in channeling our pain into something. But if we're running away in the channeling, then it becomes self-destructive it, and it becomes toxic. So for the healers that are running away from their own pain to quickly fix others, they become toxic healers. They become healers that project onto their clients, cross boundaries and aren't very good, really. And similarly, the artists that are running away from their pain start to self-destruct because there was a point in their life when they created from a place of 
connection to something greater than them that moved through them. But as the wound grew, there was less and less space for that to happen because everything becomes pain. And so similarly with healers, you know, there was a time when possibly they connected to this healing modality and it filled them with light and um, power. But the less, uh, the more they don't look at their, their wound, the less power they have because now all their energy is going and pretending that they don't have a wound and that they have to fix everyone else. And of course that creates individuals that are constantly trying to fix others, redirect others, because they're not comfortable with themselves, because their wound is so painful that they're projecting that pain everywhere um, around them. So core wound work for me is, is crucial, it's vital. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes it can feel never ending. Uh, it's not as if you do the work and then, oh, that wound is gone. You've got to wait for it to heal and then form a scar and wait for the scar to heal. But the work is important. And that's why I offer it, because I, I truly, truly believe in it. And I believe that it can be life changing when it's adhered to and when it's honored and respected and um, really, you know, when we really dive into it. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace and abundance. Until the next time.